On this episode of the Bullhorn Podcast, we talk about unplug Biden and plug him back in. 71,000 per Mexican. Climate micro penis change. Hashtag fuck you. Jay Leno apologizes for anti-Asian jokes. It's the Bullhorn Podcast, the only show that doesn't have a Patreon. Offering bonus content at patreon.com former slash Boomer Bob show. I am Boomer Bob. Still arguing with Discord nitwits and after shows. John Jamingo. What it do, two jabs? You know, <laughs> I, how did you drop your Patreon link into the show? I mean, I, I, I was just introducing myself since I, I know. You know nobody's here to introduce me and, and you're the well, star of the show. So I, I play the Ed McMahon to your Johnny Carson. I'm not the I, listen. I'm not the Johnny Carson. You're not the Ed McMahon. Oh, now, oh, I was first. Oh, 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 oh. Here's the thing, and I'm going to be right up. I'm going to be honest right up front. We'll, we'll be doing a story, and you start looking at other things because you want to bring it up, and you're and I'm just filling time. Like this is live. I should just shut up and stare at you until you say something. <laughs> Anyhow, if you want to check out the Boomer Bob Show, which I like, I enjoy, I'm a subscriber, you can check the Boomer Bob Show out on any of your podcast players. And yes, I did get my second jab. I'm officially vaccinated, so if uh, Pfizer has a kill switch in there. Hey, does that count as double penetration? I think it does. Because Uh last night I felt like dog shit. I was having pain down my arm, pain in my chest. It was hard to breathe. Like I felt like pressure in my chest and i just sat here for a long time wondering if i was going to wake up this morning so we'll see what happens but it still didn't stop you from jumping into the uh val's after show and fucking yelling at jacob and dave <laughs> shit was funny no, well that was a couple days ago right well that's when you got the jab oh that's right you know <laughs> mm. i gotta tell you mm-hmm. as a somebody who every once in a while has diminished capacity like the pre- our president of the united states when I get in there and I get fired up and I start debating back and forth, it does fire my brain up and I'm much better mentally. But if I just come in and like, da, 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 that's when I can't remember things like our president, <laughs> you know, the thing. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, the thing, man, the deal, you know, the deal, uh, whatever. I watched the press conference this morning. I couldn't do it in real time. I was going to say, did you watch the, watch the whole thing? I did watch the whole thing. Ooh, yeah. You, that kind of shit, you wait for the highlight reel. It's it's like uh, watching paint dry, honestly. And I, I know what that's like, believe me. He's not good, Bob. He's not good. Like I said, I, I think we need to unplug him and plug him back in. Just like the reset? Yeah, I don't know if there's like a, a button that pops out, you know, and is on the back of his neck or something. You need to just push back in i don't know what it is in the elevator business we used to call that slot machining the elevator in other words you would go over to the main line you'd pull it count to 10 and then push it back up especially elevators with the microprocessor because it would reset yeah. everything and then it would go back to normal again and this is what we're talking about this is our president i have never been particularly poor at calculating how to get things done in the united states senate so the best way to get something done if you if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway, I, I'm, we're going to get a lot done. Now, here's the thing. All the people that were Biden supporters and hated Trump, they hated Trump. He's a misogynist. He's a white supremacist. He's all these things. They, they hated him with the passion of a thousand sons. You can't find them anywhere. They're gone. They're underground. They're hiding. They don't want to hear anything because they know. They know they fucked up. They know. Trump is better than this. This was his first press conference ever as president of the United States. 64 days in the White House. And he finally comes forward. He prepped for this for days. There was a lot of preparation for this, okay? He had on his podium, he had almost like a high school annual of the reporters 
that are out in the room there with him with their photos and all that names and everything so that he knew who was who, which I don't blame him. I don't really remember people that well. So, okay, I'm down with that. But this is not presidential at all. They want to sit here and shit all over Trump for everything he did was unpresidential. Yeah, but at least he knew he remembered everybody's name. He remembered their face because he hated all of them. Well, okay. Here's the thing between the difference between Trump and Biden. All you have to do is go back and just take one of Trump's press conferences that were recorded and then listen to how the press treated him and how the press just treated Biden. In other words, they had all their questions submitted. They knew what order they were going to come in. He had a page for each of them. And then he had his little notes there. Meanwhile, you go to a Trump press conference, they're screaming at him and he's taking questions and he's talking off the cuff and he's, he's being a president. Whether you liked his policies or not, he was being a president. Here's the problem. Other countries, our enemies, are seeing that this is the leader of our country. This. This. I have never been particularly poor at calculating how to get things done in the United States Senate. So the best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway. Anyway... How many times during the Trump presidency, which, look, I'm not, I'm going to go ahead and let everybody know, oh, you're just a Trump supporter, blah, blah. No, I'm not. I think he was a fucking asshole. I didn't like him at all. But like everybody else voted, I voted for the person I didn't hate as much. You know what I mean? I, I voted for not Hillary. I voted for the best candidate in both elections against Hillary and against Biden and Trump. I, both candidates, I, I, Sat down, I looked into it, and I voted for the best candidate. Not this right. guy. Anyway. It's ridiculous. Last night, uh, Hannity, and I don't have cable, so I don't get to watch this crap. I'm going to look for other people's takes on it. And I seen that Hannity had on McEnany and Sarah Huckabee Sanders, both of them, to commentate on the softballing that was going on in that fucking room with the question, with the line of, bullshit questions i mean some of them were a little saying things about him like his immigration policies or you know that they're not really working out too well what's his answer oh well they think i'm a nice guy so they're coming here to america no dumbass they know you stop the wall period that you're gonna basically pull all the money away from the immigration ice and that you're gonna just gonna uh, institute catch and release which is exactly what you fucking did so they're guess what they're here let me ask you a question. Why do you think that the Democratic Party is so hell-bent on opening the southern southern border and letting people flood in from South and Central America? Have you looked into uh, House Resolution 1 yet? Yes. Ted Cruz did a pretty nice little rant about it. I don't know if you've caught that or not, but it's going to basically guarantee that the Democrats maintain power for the next hundred years, just like he said. The way I've been looking at it, and I'm sure the Democratic Party has looked at this as the same way, the black vote was really important to the Democratic Party because the black, the, most black people were voting Democrat. Well, you're seeing more and more black people being red-pilled, and they have seen what the Democrats have done. They only care about them every fourth year when it's time for voting, and then they just don't do shit for them for the next three years. And then they take a look at the Republican Party, and there's acceptance and come on in and get education. and All of the entitlements, yes. Yeah, and so now there's more and more black people waking up to the fact that the Democratic Party is not helping them, hasn't been helping them ever, ever, ever in the history of ever, ever, because the Democratic Party was the party of slavery. The Republican Party... John, was the party that was against slavery. They're going to turn Black Lives Matter into a political party. Well, there's a certain... There's more white people that are on board with Black Lives Matter than I think black people are, to be quite honest with you. There's a few that love to be victims. Look, they, you know, they just want to have that victimhood. Every town has those two malls. They have the good mall that's full of overpriced... High dollar, Gucci, Neiman Marcus, that kind of stuff. Then they have the other mall that, well, they don't really like going there, but sometimes they want to catch something on sale like really, really cheap. And 
that mall has a bunch of just say different people at it <laughs> people that require more security and when these checks came out when these when everybody got they stimmy the higher end mall was overrun and had to hire more security because people are blowing that stimmy on things that they have no fucking business buying. Overpriced, they're Jordans, fucking Gucci bags, stupid shit. Well, here's the thing, Bob. This is America. They are free people. They can buy with their stimmy whatever they want. 30 days from now, when the rent's due, you're going to be uh, finding some deals on like Facebook Marketplace on some, some Air Jordans and some Gucci bags. Here's the deal. Freedom is the freedom to be wrong. You could be wrong. And it's okay because you made that choice. Then you have to deal with the consequences. In the Boomer Bob show, I said that this $410 billion that was put out for stimulus checks, I said that all this money was going to end up in the hands of Best Buy, Amazon, and Walmart. And, well, I wasn't far off, was I? No. Because hardly anybody's taking this money and buying you know, Bitcoin or investing it or using it to put vinyl on the back of their shed that it's been unvinyled for the last 11 years, but, your, but their <laughs> wife is like, oh, you need to vinyl it. It's, right. it's hideous. Stop making this about you. Oh, so, sorry. My bad. <laughs> so here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> if you would have took the first stimulus check, the $1,200 stimulus check, and the second stimulus check, the 600 and bought Bitcoin with it, right now it'd be worth over $10,000. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. See, I'm one of those guys... And this is why I'm not good at, at roulette, because I'm like, it's got to be, it's got to go down soon. The other one's got to come up. Like if you bet red, black, and it's black, black, black. I keep betting on red. And the thing with Bitcoin is I'm like, it cannot stay at 50-something thousand dollars a coin. Back in the day, somebody told me about this thing called Bitcoin. And I think at the time, it was at $300 a coin. $300 a coin. Yeah. Could you imagine? Right. And they said you should buy like $1,000. Buy like three or four Bitcoin, you know, with $1,200. Invest $1,200 in Bitcoin. And I was like, get the hell out of here. I'm going to buy a currency that's nothing that's just on the internet. I mean, this is ridiculous. If I would have bought that, I could have paid for a house right now. I could have bought a house. Yeah. Your $1,200 investment would have bought you, what, four Bitcoin, which would be two hundred grand. Yeah, $200,000. I could have bought a house. And it is kind of awkward. I was talking about that with the wife the other night. I was like, you know, it's 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 a weird concept for us boomers to wrap our brain around because we're used to going to the bank and putting money in the bank and we can see it. We have deposit slips. We have paperwork involved. We can, If we wanted to take it out, they would give it to us in cash or a check, something we could hold in our hands. And the value of the money is based on something solid like oil or gold, gold standard, that kind of stuff. Or I think now I'm going to guess it's based on our debt because that's the most valuable thing this country has right now is its debt. But Bitcoin is just based on there's a finite number of Bitcoin and the more cash people dump into it, the it's like a fucking piggy bank. You know, the piggy bank is only so big. And so the value just grows and grows and grows and grows and grows. Yeah, but the other thing is too... There's a lot of people that have had Bitcoin and they can't get to it. Like that guy we talked about that had, I forget how many yeah. Bitcoins. It was like 200. That's a very something. common thing. Yeah. So now that if that Bitcoin goes away, there's even less. You can't make any more. So it, it becomes even more and more valuable because of the scarcity of it. So getting back to our dementia in chief, I mean, I said that he wasn't going to make it a year. He just said he's going to run again in four years. There is no way he can last four years. Look at him now. This is too much stress on him. I got to go back to the thing. It's not even fair for him. Okay, you're president. You won an election. You're president. You will always be the 46th president. Now go retire. Go back to Delaware. Go back there and just be former President Biden. You it, know who uh, really runs things, don't you? Obama. And this is why. People would ask me, Knowing what you know now, do you wish like you had a, sec a, a third term? Um, and I, I used to say, you know what, if, if I could make an arrangement where um, I had a, a, a stand-in, a front man 
or front woman, and, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats mm-hmm. looking through the stuff, and then I could sort of deliver the lines, but somebody else was uh, doing all the talking and ceremony. Wow. I, I'd be fine with that. He's even got Joe Stutter. That was a few months ago, but golly, did he say the quiet part out loud, John? They're all doing it now. They don't even try to hide it. <laughs> what the? Woof. I just, uh, cool. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. We already knew that's what was going on, but hey, it's all right. <laughs> this story isn't even on our board, but it, it all goes into the craziness that's going on right now. Did you hear about the ship that is now wedged sideways in the Suez Canal? And they can't get it out. They're saying it's going to take weeks. And the interesting thing, the part that I've only found one news outlet that will actually include this factoid in the news story. The person driving that particular container ship is a woman. No way. I did not. I did not know. Woman driver. Okay. Okay. So what they do is all those ships have GPS on them. So you can plot the, the course of the ship. So before it went into the Suez Canal, they have a plot point of where where it went. It looks like a dick and balls going into an ass. I've seen that. And then the thing goes into the Suez Canal and wedges into the into the canal, and they can't get the fucking thing out now. No, they have echoes and shit that are trying to dig out the dirt that's around it. What the fuck? I mean, can't they just get another big-ass ship in there? I kind of thought, yeah, it would take less time to get another container ship and just crane over some of that weight. You'd think they could use the big, giant airbags, too, to help wedge it up a little bit and get it going. I don't know. It's ridiculous that they have this thing in there, and they're saying it's like $4 billion a day. They have 18 tugboats trying to pull it out. uh, Can you imagine the expense of that? Not only that. It's blocking the fucking canal, and there's a whole convoy of oil ships that are blocked. Which means the price of gas is going up again. It's another excuse. We're going to see $4 a gallon gas here. I said that when he got elected. I said we're we're going to see $4 a gallon gas again. Every red-pilled person I know on their social media when Biden took office, they all did the same thing. I think you did it, too. They took a photo of the gas pump when they were, you know, when they were getting gas at what prices were and et cetera, kind of making a like a time capsule of what things were costing when he took office for comparison later on. I think it's a little goofy, but because I can remember stuff. But so that we have that now we have the crisis at the border, which all of a sudden, the press, they're just starting to go down there and take a look at things. But the problem is, Biden won't let reporters into any of the facilities because of COVID. He's got that goddamn COVID. If that was Trump, and Trump said you weren't allowed people, wouldn't allow reporters in there, they would be screaming at the top of their lungs that it's a cover-up and it's this and that. But not this press, not old Uncle Joe. They don't say anything. They're like, oh, okay, it's fine. We're not allowed in there. They're sneaking pictures out. They have nothing to say about it. This is an absolute nightmare. They're coming in. They're not being tested for COVID. They're putting them on buses and shipping them out throughout the country, wherever they want to go. Well, that's not just what they're doing. There's a lot of unaccompanied minors. Now, the funny thing, when they talked about these unaccompanied minors all week, it was like, most of them came with a phone number. What? What? Like? Written on their forehead, uh, tattooed on the back of their fucking neck. What in their pocket? Was it in waterproof ink when they were crossing the fucking Rio Grande? It didn't wash away. What do you mean they came with a phone number? If lost, returned to the fuck are you talking about a phone number? There was two kids that were nine years old that said they walked up from Nicaragua to the southern border of the United States. The fuck out of here with the shit. And you know what else we're doing, John? Here, President Joe Biden's administration has secured an $86 million contract for hotels to house migrants. (sighs) The contract comes as the president struggles to address the surging numbers of families and kids trying to enter the U.S. Now, let's get into the numbers here. The contract with hotels near the border in Arizona and Texas to hold about 1,200 migrants and will last six months. Now, let's do a cost per illegal, $86 million, 1,200 migrants for six months. It's $72,000 per migrant. 
That's insane. For six months. That's 12 grand a month, dude, per migrant. The hotels must be making money hand over fist. It ain't the, uh, what the, f- uh, why don't, uh, <laughs> it, I just, I just, uh. <laughs> great commentary, Bob. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say to that like, other than what the fuck. Did you see last night? Oakland is going to start giving uh, everybody who makes under $59,000 a year, $500 a month. Not everybody. No, not everybody. Not everybody. Only non-white people. Right. You whites can go fuck yourself. You, if you make $59,000, under $59,000 and you're white, you know what you get? You get dick and bubble gum, and they're all out of bubble gum. That's what you get. Pretty much. And now, if you only read the headline in the first couple lines of that particular story, which is all that was posted, well, you're going to think, well, how the fuck are they? I mean, that's not going to last because that's illegal as fuck. It's, it's going to end up in court and it's not going to happen. But it's as racist as racist can be. It's privately funded. They're just going to use the local government to distribute the money. So it's privately funded. But even still, using the local government for the distribution of this is still using taxpayer dollars, which is it's going to get shot down. I swear to God. You know what I would like to do? I would like to see happen. This is what I would love to see happen. California fall off into the ocean. Now, I have friends in California. I don't want to see fall off into the ocean. There's, I have friends there. So here's the thing. I would love it if another charity would put up enough money to fund and give everyone in Oakland that made under $59,000 that was white $500. That's some Boomer Bob billionaire bullshit, John. Is that that what you're going to do, Bob? I could. Right? If you were a billionaire, you could say, you know what? Let's see how this works out. And then you go down there and say, well, you know what? You take care of the BIPOC. And I'll take care of the whites. I was going to use the money to start a Nigerian scam, except actually make good on the money. But no, instead, this sounds like a much better use. Yeah. Let's see what happens then. They would be screaming from the top of their lungs, white supremacy. Probably be pretty cheap, too, because I don't think there's a lot of white people in Oakland, to be honest with you. Yeah, I would say, you know what? That fun could go on for a long, long, long time because there's not a whole lot of whites, although... If you started doing that, more whites would move into Oakland just for the $500 a month. Oakland is uh, so awesome, their only football team went to Las Vegas. Well, uh, that team has been out of that city at least three times that I know of. They did take a gamble going to Vegas. <clears throat> Good God. Where's Bobby. my rim shot, John? Where's my rim shot? Damn. There it is. You're slacking on me, homeboy. I can't understand how people are letting this go on. And then the other thing is the way that they're, I would say, gaslit. Or brainwashed into thinking that that's okay. That you can just give people of color, I guess it's reparations, isn't it reparations? I was thinking more of a universal basic income kind of thing. If it ever takes place, which I don't think it will, based on the fact that they're going to argue using the government for the distribution is using tax dollars. Okay, so first of all, it's not universal if you take part of the population and exclude them because of the color of their skin. I don't understand how all of a sudden it's okay to be racist in one area and not everywhere else. There are two colors that are bad, John, white and orange. So creamsicles are terrible. They should take them off the shelf. Are you a fan of hashtag anti-Asian hate, John? I am not a fan of Asian violence. Okay, well, I'm talking about the stupid-ass social media, internet fucking twat bullshit that they're doing with this. Every social media app, every platform that I open, YouTube, whatever, there's some kind of big, giant splash up on the screen. They use different colors to make it look like it's for kids. And it's like, hashtag stop Asian hate. And it's like, I okay, I don't hate Asian people. Um... I, I actually respect them. I, I wish I could be more like them, you know, so I don't get what the fucking problem is. But now I'm starting to hate people who hate Asian hate. Here's the thing. To be honest with you, nobody's reported on it forever. So I don't know if there's all of, there was Asian hate. But now all of a sudden, because a Christian sex addict and decided because he's a, a sex addict and these filthy massage powers that he goes to, they're doing things that... He, are against his religion, the only way to stop it 
would be kill everybody in the uh, massage powers. Kind of like what Democrats wanted to do to Republicans. The thing is that they all happen to be Asians. And I don't know about where you live, Bob, but up here, Asian massage parlors, there's as many of them as there are Wawa's around here. They're yeah. all over the place, and they would not be able to stay open if they didn't have clients. So this is going on, and everybody knows it's going on, but nobody says anything about it. You don't know if these women are trafficked in here. You have no idea what's going on. Now, that doesn't fit the narrative because this guy went in and shot up three Asian massage parlors. Now, it's about Asian hate. Everybody hates Asians, which to me gets all the crazies to start hating Asians and beating up Asians. I think it was out in San Francisco. A white guy attacked a Asian grandmother and, uh, you know, she broke her nose. She's got two black eyes. She beat the shit out of him. He had to be taken to the hospital. There's quite a few of them. You just have to know where to look for them. If you watch all of these security cameras that are like ring doorbell type cameras that capture these Asian attacks where somebody's just walking down their driveway and for no reason somebody else walks up and knocks them to the ground with just one punch from behind or whatever, those aren't white people doing that. I'm not going to point a finger at the skin color that is doing it, but they're not white people. Let's just say their lives matter. Bob, you can't say that. You know why? I just fucking did. It doesn't fit the narrative, Bob. Fuck their narrative right in the ass, John. Right in the hairy brown eye. We only want to talk about white people doing things to Asians. Like Jay Leno. No, No, they only want to do that because white people bad. White people bad. I happen to be what I think is a decent white person. So fuck you. Fuck you and your narrative. I love the Asian people. There are bad white people but i don't think i'm one of them i don't think all of them are bad and i don't appreciate the fucking narrative at all how about all media is bad how about that all media is racist all media is terrible and evil and can go fuck itself well i would like to say since we are media no we're not well, we are kind of media podcasting's a media i would say nobody's all... coming to us for the facts john <laughs> all mainstream media yeah all mainstream media is bad all mainstream media has a narrative. All mainstream media has a slant on the stories, whether they're left-leaning or right-leaning. That was racist. You said Oh, slant. you caught me. You, you caught me. Racist. All right. So, of course, in all of this, somebody took Jay Leno out of his mothballs and shook him off and brought him out, and now he has to apologize. You know what? I'm Asian-American jokes I made, and uh, you know what? I think it was, it was wrong. Hey, guys, you ever tried Doritos? Doritos are really good. You ever tried Doritos? Mm-hmm. They're really good. You should try Doritos. Yeah, I don't think you're, I don't think you're Jay Leno's too good there, Mama. Yeah, it could be wrong. No, but he does. He did sell the fuck out of Doritos like a dick. Oh, yeah, yeah you know, I, I didn't like that. It was a Dorito guy. Was, oh, my God, that was back. Oh, that was before I had shows, uh, like in the 80s. Cancel culture is not to blame for Jay Leno's change of heart. The former talk show host has issued an apology for making a series of anti-Asian jokes made during his career. Now, how long has Jay Leno been in Hollywood or, or been in comedy? I mean, 40 years easily? Yeah, let's say about 40, 45 years. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in that, yeah. Hey, hey, chin up there, buddy. <laughs> Um, it was a, a chin joke, kind of a little anti-Asian, a chin joke, you know, chin, you know how Asians are chin, 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 chiri, yeah, yeah, anyhow. Leno's offensive jokes prompted MANAA, the Media Action Network for Asian Americans, what the fuck, <laughs> to undergo a nearly 15-year-long campaign to pressure NBC to cut ties with him. The comedian's most recent offense came in 2019 on the set of America's Got Talent, where he made fun of Koreans eating dog meat. Said, at the time I did those jokes, I genuinely thought them to be harmless. The 70-year-old said during a Zoom call, I was making fun of our enemy, North Korea, and like most jokes, there was a ring of truth to them. He added, at the time, there was a prevailing attitude that some group is always complaining about something, so don't worry about it. Whenever we received a complaint, there would be two sides to the discussion. Either we need to deal with this or 
Eh, screw them if they can't take a joke. Too many times I sided with the latter, even when, in my heart, I knew it was wrong. I am issuing this apology. I do not consider this particular case to be another example of cancel culture, but a legitimate wrong that was done on my part. Mana has been very gracious in accepting my apology. We wanted to use MAGA, Make Asians Great Again, but it was already taken. I do have a few jokes for old time's sake. How do you know Asians are moving into your neighborhood? The Mexicans are starting to buy car insurance. How do you know when an Asian broke into your house? Your math homework is done, your computer is upgraded, and two hours later, he's still trying to back out your driveway. How do Chinese couples name their babies? They throw silverware down the steps until they hear something they like. What happens to an Asian man when he walks into a wall with a boner? He breaks his nose. Why can't two Asians make a white baby? Because two Wongs don't make a white. (laughs) What do you call an Asian with a video camera? Phil Ming. (laughs) What do two Asians call 69ing? Two can chew. <laughs> That's the best one, I think. And again, I wouldn't say it's racist because it's not that we it's not a statement that we hate Asians. It's a racial joke making fun of a stereotype of Asian people. You know, they can't drive, they're really smart, they're good at math. Well, Bob, kind of piggybacking in this story, they're saying right now climate change is causing Asian penis. I'm sorry. Oh. Micro penis. <laughs> Something that will not affect the black community. No. If it did, who's going to notice? Penises are shrinking because of pollution, warns environmental scientists. Now, uh, less than average men have another excuse when they whip out that three inch killer and she's not impressed. They can blame climate change. In case you needed another reason to care about the climate crisis, it has been found that pollution is causing human penises to shrink. Now, if Alex Jones did this, it would be the whole gay frogs thing all over again, right? I mean, they'd be making fun of him. A leading epidemiologist and environmental scientist has published a book which examines the link between industrial chemicals and penile length. Dr. Shauna Swan's book, Countdown, argues that Our modern world is altering humans' reproductive development and threatening the future of our species. Hold on, hold on. Dr. Shauna Swan? I think this lady just wanted to see some cock, right? I mean, she's like, okay, I want to find, I'm going to do a study on cocks. So let's pull, I want to measure some cocks. Uh, What can I link this to? Okay, I'll link it to climate change and find out if cocks are getting smaller or bigger or if they're just the same. How many cocks? Did Dr. Shauna Swan have to look at to figure this out, to to make this paper? After studying 185 studies involving almost 45,000 healthy men. 45,000 cocks this broad looked at. Dr. Swan and her team concluded that sperm counts among men in Western countries had dropped by 59% between 1973 and 2011. Which might explain for a lot of the incels we have in this goddamn world. But um, let me go back to the top part here. The book outlines how pollution is leading to higher rates of erectile dysfunction, fertility decline, and growing numbers of babies born with small penises. Like John. You were born before this, so. Though the headline fact about shrinkage may sound like a laughing matter, the research paints a bleak portrait of humanity's longevity, <laughs> longevity and ability to survive. Dr. Swan writes, In some parts of the world, the average 20-something today is less fertile than her grandmother was at 35. Her. I thought this was about about Pina. Dubbing the situation a global existential crisis. Chemicals in our environment and unhealthy lifestyle practices in our modern world are disrupting our hormonal balance, causing various degrees of reproductive havoc. According to the book, humans meet three of the five possible criteria used to define whether or not a species is endangered. Only one needs to be met, writes Dr. Swan. The current state of affairs for humans meets at least three. So, John, we're going to become extinct. I mean, I know I'm going to. I'm kind of looking forward to it. But this is crazy shit. First off, there's too many people in the world. 
There's way too many people in the world. And this is probably nature's way of, I guess, weeding out. Again, I've said this before, because of the safety things and the way we parent and, and everything's safety, safer, 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 all the stupid people are living longer and producing more stupid hey, people. Hey, don't be so mean to the Discord nitwits. The fuck? And then the other True. thing is, a lot of times they are not going out and playing. I mean, video games right now, I couldn't believe this when I heard this, video games are more profitable, they sell more, generate more income than the record industry and the movie industry combined. What about the porn industry? I would say, I won't. I don't know about the porn industry, but just those two, the movie industry and music, video games are making, generating more revenue than those other two, which were huge, combined. So... Kids, guys, kids are starting with video games, and they're they're taking that into their 30s and 40s. There's gamers out there now that are that grew up with games. Now, here's the thing: I like the big wheel came in late to the game. So, in other words, when I was old enough to ride a big wheel, or when they invented a big wheel, I was too big to be on a big wheel, which pissed me off because they looked like they were a lot of fun. They were a lot of fun. Yeah. See, I was too old for that. The same way with video games. When you would like wear a hole into that front tire and then it would just go thunk, thunk like a bad fucking grocery cart. <laughs> See, I never had that. I, I never could fit on. I was. They were made out of plastic. You could put your feet on them and just wear them out really quick and, and like wear a hole in it. And then it would become like a flat spot in the wheel, which is never a good thing. But I think the weight limit on a big wheel was 65 pounds. And I think when it came out, I was 10. I was way over 65 pounds. I just didn't fit in a damn thing. They make them now, John, that are rubber tires like you would use on like a motorcycle. And they have electric motors and they're really fast and I'd say dangerous. Yeah, and then well now they take them, and they don't you don't have a pedal you just have uh, foot pegs, and they take them up on these big long winding roads in California downhill roads, and they yeah, just and drift they do the drifting and all that in them and it's, it's amazing, yeah. pretty cool. But going back to this, I don't know if it makes your dick shorter or not, but I do think that there's a lot there's people less people are having children now. When I say less people, I should say. Less white people are having kids. Because having kids sucks. That's not totally true. Unless you're financially set up for that, are totally mentally dialed into the nuclear family idea with the white picket fence and the 2.5 kids, kids suck. If you're not dialed into that, listen, kids suck. I'm going to be totally honest with you. When they're younger and they're destroying shit and you know you're trying to stop them from killing themselves, it's no picnic. But I have 5 and I wouldn't trade them for the world. And again, if you parent them correctly, when they come out as productive humans and can be productive and and take care of themselves and go out and get a job and start their own life, there's sure. nothing better. But now, sure. there's drugs and there's victimhood and all this other stuff, and I, I just don't know if the parents of today are raising their kids right. There are a lot more kids being raised by their grandparents in all races, not just in the black community. I mean, I know a lot of white kids that are raised by their grandparents because the parents are fucking shitheads. Well, that and the other thing is that they have to go to work and they can't afford daycare. So the grandparents are home. They're retired. So they drop the kids off and the grandparents watch them all day and then they bring them home. So the grandparents are in charge of them until they go to school. Then when they go to the school, the teachers are taking care of them. And then the teachers start teaching them critical race theory. And the next thing you know, they may turn their brains into mush. And don't forget uh, feminism and gender studies and all that other brainwashing oh, bullshit. Feminism. They put highlighted emphasis on shit that at the end of the day doesn't fucking matter. In your life, John, in your personal life, in within your household, does it matter that you are able to provide for your kids and that your kids are okay doing their homework, they got their room clean, that they're learning good habits, being raised with good morals? Or are you more concerned about somebody somewhere wants a gender reassignment surgery and can't afford it? Is it too much to ask? 
Sesame Street's getting more woke. They put two black characters in there, Wes and Elijah. Can you tell me how to get woke? Get woke on Sesame Street. Sunny day. Adding to climate change. The cast of Sesame Street needed some help to address the tough questions and conversations around race that has emerged in the last year. So now they have two black characters to help. Five-year-old Wes and his father, Elijah. Where's the mother? What happened to the mother? Already I got questions. Wes, he's very imaginative. He's fun. He's always trying to help his friends and make sure they feel safe and that they feel loved and that they can feel strong in their own skin. She's busy being the president of uh, Sesame Street. (laughs) Right. Or blowing that stimmy. So I'm just thinking to myself, like, uh, if it was real Sesame Street, like, they they would mug Oscar the Grouch. That's rude. Don't say that. <laughs> Oscar the Grouch, does he still... I haven't watched this show in so so long since I was a kid, to be honest with you. And I don't even think my daughter watched it very much, uh, you know, growing up. But now we have the the big giant green garbage can that you roll out that the the garbage truck just has a robotic arm that comes out and grabs it and dumps it. So what does Oscar the Grouch fucking live in? Yeah, he still lives in his old house. Still got the That's bullshit. Metal Nobody trash has can. those metal cans anymore. Yeah. Still up there. It's all I think. automated. Is there anywhere that still has regular garbage men that like ride on the back of the truck and they jump off and grab the can, throw yeah. the lids in the yard and really? My my town does. You're shitting me. You don't have a robotic arm? No. God, Jersey sucks. No, 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 no. Hang on a second. Pump your gas for you, but Got to lift those trash cans up into the garbage truck manually. All right, this looks good. Dad, I think today's perfect. <laughs> A full day weather forecast of sunny skies and smiles. What are you two doing? Dad and I are taking a break from our nature walk. Yep, and we stop for a moment <laughs> to enjoy the colorful leaves. Yeah, yeah. We're trying oh, to fuck some bitches. Yeah. This leaf is red like Elmo's fur, and this leaf is brown like Russ's skin. What? Canceled? You can't say brown is his skin. You can't take leaves. Yeah, not brown lives matter. You can't say that. Do you know that there in, in uh, I don't know, some city, there's a DJ, there's a, a morning DJ team, wacky DJ team, where one of the guys, <laughs> where Ew. one of the guys got suspended, well, he's fired, and the other, there was three of them. There was a woman, a comedian, and then the radio guy. That's the formula for radio now, in the morning. And they were talking about how they like their toast. And the guy started comparing this toast to different black people. Like, he likes his toast Holly Berry color, but not Gail King color. He was immediately fired. Wow. (laughs) Of all the things to get fired for, talking about your toast. And the guy who's like the head, the, the DJ of the show, or the talent of the show, or the head of the show... He was trying to back out of this thing, and you could tell that he was like, what the fuck are you two doing? Stop it right now. And the other woman, she's suspended. So the the one guy's fired, and the other two are suspended, and I don't know if they're even going to come back. But, Elmo, you can't talk about leaves being the same color as people. That's that's a cancelable offense. I thought they already had African-American Muppets on the Muppets. I I don't think they did. Didn't know that here it was 2021 and they still hadn't brought that. I could have swore that they already had that. I thought they had trans Muppets and gay Muppets and lesbian Muppets and... (laughs) Autistic Muppets. They better hurry up and throw some Asian on there. Otherwise, it's going to be anti-Asian Muppets. And and that's not, not a good look for the Muppets. They had black actors in Sesame Street. Remember in the beginning, there was... I can't even remember their names. So they had black people in there. Like actual humans that would walk up on the set. And they might, they still might. I have no idea. Like I said, I haven't had to watch Sesame Street in forever and ever. But the fact is that now they have. They were always diverse. Yeah. Well, they're starting. Listen, if they can't get you in the schools, they're going to get you during, you know, 
through the media, through cartoons and Sesame Street, they're starting you young on teaching you about explaining what race is and stuff like that. I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because these two guys, you know, Elijah and Wes, they're not really the same kind of black people you might meet in an inner city. Just going to say. Good observation, Elmo. Oh, thank you. Oh, Elmo has a question. Oh, what is it, Elmo? Why Wes's skin is brown? Oh, I know why, Elmo. My, my mom and dad told me it's because of melanin, right, Dad? That's right. Melanin? Oh, oh, what's that? Well, melanin is something that we each have inside our bodies that make the outside of our bodies the skin color that it is. It also gives us our eye and our hair color. Oh, and our fur color? Yes, that's right. Exactly, Elmo. Oh, but if we all have Melanin? Why are we different colors? Like, why is Mr. Elijah's skin a darker brown than Russell's skin? Oh, that's a good question, Elmo. Well, it's because the more melanin you have, the darker your skin looks. Because his grandma the fucked a white skin, dude. It- <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. I, that's not really true. Okay, maybe a little bit, but I mean, that doesn't, there's slighter shades of Jesus Christ, Bob. Because love don't know color, man. I understand that, but there was a movie made called Jungle Fever where a white guy was dating black women, where black women were dating white guys. It is a film about interracial dating. I didn't make the rules, Bob. That's what it was. It was Jungle Fever. Well, you know who else was just playing by the rules, John? The Nazis. They're not killing people, Bob. (laughs) Jesus Christ. All right. Let me ask you this question. Can someone please explain to me what an NFT is? A non-fungible token. Okay. What is this all about? Is this the same thing as Bitcoin? Because I don't get it. I've listened to people talk about it. I still don't understand it. How are you making money from it? A non-fungible token is a unit of data on a digital ledger called a blockchain where each NFT can represent a unique digital item and thus they are not interchangeable. It's not like Bitcoin where Bitcoin can just change hands. Okay, You, you can sell your Bitcoin and then somebody else can buy that particular part of Bitcoin. This, once you buy it, it's yours and it cannot change hands. Non-fungible tokens can represent digital files such as art, audio, videos, items in a video game, and other forms of creative work. Like we could non-fungible token our podcast, and now whoever bought it for whatever dollar amount would own it, would own the entire rights to it and every word we said in it and could do whatever the fuck they want with it. They could use it against us. They could rearrange the words to say whatever they want. They would own it. Okay, so the reason... So Jack Dorsey from Twitter, his first ever tweet sold for $2.9 million. Yes. But if I had the URL, isn't that the same thing? I guess. So in other words, if I took the URL of his first tweet and put it as, I don't know, in our show notes. The one that he sold is digitally autographed by him. So I don't know what kind of validation that lends to it, but there it is. His first tweet was March 21st, 2006, just setting up my Twitter. I might need some help from the audience because I really don't understand how this works. Okay, let's say, for shits and giggles, that this episode we're going to make a non-fuckable token. Fungible. Non-fungible token. So we're going to make this MP3 an NFT, you know me. And it has to have value. I, th- I think there, there needs to be some kind of a value. Now, yes, people are just buying up shit for no fucking reason other than for a dollar to $2 million. It doesn't matter. They're just because it's a fad right now. All right, play, just play along with me. We're going to take okay. this MP3 that I'm going to make. What? All right. And I'm going to take and... Someone's going to buy it. Let's say they buy it for five dollars. It don't have to be a lot of money. They want to buy the Is thing. It you for saying five the n word? It doesn't matter what we say on it. It's just that oh. the, the, the God. Hang on with me. the MP3, which is what this show is. It's basically an MP3 that is uploaded to the internet, and I make it an NFT, and I want to sell it for five dollars. 
what does the guy get? Like, am I once I sell it to him, he can do whatever he wants with it. He can put it wherever he wants. He can. Yeah, they own he it. He or she, they, they own, own it. They, they can own the it. digital version of it. Yes, right. But so now I upload this thing as a podcast. This the MP3 that this person bought for five dollars. Anybody can download it, and it's the same goddamn thing. They don't. How do they know it's not? In other words, because they don't own it, they don't have rights. They don't have rights to uh, reuse it on, you know, like fair use kind of stuff. Oh, uh, okay. All right. So, in other words, let's, okay, let's figure a song out. I don't know. That one uh, Sound of Silence by uh, Disturbed. If they wanted to sell the MP3 of that as an NFT and we bought it, I don't know, for $1,000 then we could use that on our show we wouldn't ha- you know we wouldn't have to pay for it every time we own the song is that correct hello penis my old friend yeah that i like to hold you in my hand i don't think that's how it goes but so that's how this works i mean it just sounds listen i if somebody wants to pay 2.9 million dollars for a tweet okay but I mean, people are making making money. I mean, big bank. This is going on. This is going on over. They're selling a lot of shit through this. He did donate the money. Let's. I mean, that's not like he's like, yeah, I get that money. I'm more rich. Dorsey said on Twitter that he will convert the money made from the tweet into Bitcoin and donate it to the charity Give Directly, which helps those in Africa who live in poverty. So he's doing good with the money, and good for him okay. for doing so. So okay. Fine, but what's that say for some crazy reason that somebody wanted to make it? You know, I can't think of anybody that. Where would this? I'm trying to think of anybody. Okay, let's say that the video for WAP by Cardi B was made into an NFT and it was bought. And let's say it went, and, and let's say Cardi B did it and, and somebody wanted to pay. I don't know, $2.9 million for it. And she kept the money. I, that's fine. It's her product, and she made it, and she was able to do what she wants with it. I just don't understand why it's valuable. I guess that's my problem with this. Why is it valuable, number one? And what can you do with it? Like, what can you do with Jack's first tweet? Uh, Look at it. Okay. Make it, make it your desktop screensaver. I guess. I don't know. Um, take like a selfie of you with the tweet. Um, you can tell people like, that like, you like own a it. Donald, like w- what if you had Donald Trump's last tweet before he got banned on Twitter and you sold that, would that be worth something? I'm sure somebody would buy it, John. People are fucking stupid. I mean, that's pretty much what we talk about on this show is people that we think are stupid. But- okay. I, I mean, I understand that it's a new thing. And I guess this is me with Bitcoin. What the fuck is Bitcoin? What is that? I, you know, next 10 years from now, I'm like, ah, damn it. I should have been in on this NFT thing. Yeah, I yeah, I don't I don't get it. All right. Here we go. Swiping right for the prom. You put this up here and I got to tell you, I don't know if uh, I don't know where I fall on this right now. Yeah, I I came across this actually on the news and I decided to kind of look it up. And there's a high school in Illinois that is doing the prom a little bit differently. I think only juniors and seniors, I don't think any underclassmen are doing this, but I guess you're not allowed to ask somebody to prom and pick your date. The boys draw their potential prom date. They draw their name out of a, a hat or a box, whatever. And that's who they're going with. The video that I saw, the girls were kind of like sitting on the gymnasium floor and the boys would draw the name and then go up and put a flower next to the girl or something. I don't know, something stupid like that. Now, I don't know if I like the idea. I mean, it it does give guys who would probably otherwise never, ever, ever even talk to a girl a chance to hang out with a girl and maybe change their life forever. But I don't think you should force girl people to go to prom together i think i got a better idea Uh oh hear me out bob so it's almost like free agency and the draft okay in football 
free agency's first. So what? So anybody can ask anybody to the prom. I don't know by a certain date. Let's say February fifteenth. You can ask somebody up until February fifteenth to go to the prom, and if they say yes, then you can you go to the prom. But if not, and you want to go to the prom, you take and you put your name in a bowl. And then the men that want to go, they pick a name out of the bowl. And then that is the per- that's the draft. In other words, you dr- well, it's not really a draft because you don't really get a chance to pick. But it's you know, you just pick it out of there and that's when so that way the people that didn't get asked or didn't ask anybody will be able to pick somebody and then have that prom experience with another person. And this way the people that want to go and pick they can but the people that didn't get picked and want to be and want to go for the experience, it's another way of getting asked to the prom or go to the prom. Did you go to prom at all when you were younger? I, dude, I went to five proms when I was. <laughs> wow, really? You were a pimp, weren't you? Well, and here's the thing: I went to my senior prom, and then I went to my girlfriend's junior prom, which was at another school. And then I broke up with her and dated somebody else and went, no, that was four. So I went to four proms. I went to my senior, her junior, and then a junior and senior from a girl I dated after that. So you didn't get to the details we wanted to know, John. Did you bang them afterward or not? Come well, on. I had been dating, I've been dating them for a while. I'm just, <laughs> I don't want to get into all that kind of stuff. I'm just saying that I went to four, four different proms with, with two different people. That's what I'm saying. You didn't wash your fucking right hand for a week after that, did you? You're like, ah, yeah, memories. What you, <laughs> what I did was, in other words, you you would go to the prom and you would have to, you know, ask that person and you know get the tuxedo. But you had to, the guy. It was the responsibility of the guy to ask the girl. In other words, the girls didn't ask the guys. And here's the other thing: if you didn't have a date when I was in school, you couldn't go to the prom. You could, now they go stag. They just get to buy one a single ticket. And they can go just by themselves, which seems sad, in my humble opinion. I didn't go to prom. I don't know. I didn't go to prom in 11th grade because I was too cool. I was a metalhead, that kind of stuff. And, you know, prom was for the, you know, the fucking douchebags. And I also didn't have a girlfriend. And senior year, well, March of my senior year, I got kicked out of my house and had to come move 800 miles to live with my dad in Alabama. So. Which caused me to break up with my girlfriend at the time. So I got fucked out of that one. But no, I probably wouldn't have went to prom anyway. If my girlfriend would have wanted to go, yeah, okay, I probably would have went for her. But, you know. I actually still have my prom picture, my very first prom picture with my very first girlfriend when I was a senior. I had like a tan tux. She had a yellow dress. I don't get the point of prom other than guys try to get laid and it props up the corsage and the limo industry but <laughs> i don't understand the whole point of prom now these days in, in modern day a long time ago i get it teaches guys how to court women whatever but now they, they don't need that they just fucking swipe right or swipe left yeah, it's way different now than it was back in the day i was hoping i could find this prom picture real quick but i can't i'll i'll put it in the sh- <laughs> should i put it in the show notes i'll put it in the show notes only dance I ever got to be a part of. I was already graduated. I think I was 19. My girlfriend was 17 and she was, you know, 12th grade and she wanted to go to her homecoming. This chick was cool. She was a total, you know, metalhead, wasn't into being popular or none of that. She was gorgeous. She was absolutely stunningly beautiful. And which I don't know why she was with my ass, but. She had friends that were going to the prom. They cared more about that clicky bullshit and making a presence than my girlfriend did. So for her friends, she was like, well, my all my friends are going. Can we go? So I rented the whole outfit and whatnot, and she put on a gorgeous dress and what. So we went. But we were only there for like an hour. Like, this is fucking lame. They wouldn't let you touch each other. Stupid. Like, I was balls deep in her like two hours ago. You, <laughs> you won't let me hold her hand now? Get the fuck out of here. Well, again, it's supposed to be a, a chaperoned event where it's a safe space for uh, boys and girls to go and and go to a dance. They don't really care if you were balls deep at her, in her on your own time. I was trying to just hold their hand. We were, I mean, we're together. It was a thing, 
you know? Right. I understand. Well, how can you not hold their hand and and how are you supposed to? Dance they wouldn't when let you, can't you touch, hold? man. They were you weren't allowed to touch. I don't know. I'm, all I'm saying is, how do, I, you sl- how do you dance without touching? It seems like I graduated just in time because it seemed like the year after I graduated, there was gangs in high schools and all this stupid rules of you know no PDA, no public display of affection. All that became a thing, and I'm so glad I got the fuck out of high school when I did. Jeez, I well, I know when I was in high school, there was guys that, I mean, geez, you'd go down this hallway and there'd be two sitting there making out and you're like, Jesus Christ, get a room. And there was nothing ever said about it. John, when you went to high school, they had Marlboro vending machines at the entrance. That's not wrong. That is not. <laughs> I know it's not. When I had just gotten into high school, I think ninth and 10th grade, there was a smoking court on the premises. But it was only for seniors. Underclassmen could not go out there and smoke. Now, we never had any of that. That I don't know if that happened afterwards or not. But like when when I was in high school, all the kids that smoked would go into the goddamn bathroom and smoke. And the teachers wouldn't go in there. And you could not. If you had to take a leak, for me, I had to go all the way down to the gymnasium to take a leak because I could not stand going in there with all that cigarette smoke. And if you went in there just to, to, to pee, they'd fucking burn your sh- jacket with a fucking cigarette. It wasn't even worth it. I would pee. I would walk outside and pee before I would walk into one of those bathrooms and pee. And God forbid you had to take a shit. I remember being in 11th grade. I rarely <laughs> did a number two at school. It's just because I like things like doors. Yeah. It's not that I'm like shy. I just don't want to sit here and fucking drop a deuce while, you know. Someone's in there talking. I used to hate that shit. I still hate it. Check this out. Our school, the bathrooms did not have stalls, all right? They were concrete block walls, and the dividers between the the bathroom stalls were also concrete block, and there was no doors. There was zero door. Never was even holes where a door used to be. They were just open. Yeah. Kind of like a jail. No privacy whatsoever, and I, I was in there. The one time I decided to go, you know what? I can't hold it, man. I'm going to go ahead and fucking just, I'll just wait until everybody's in class, you know, and then I'll ask, hey, man, I got to, you know, go to the bathroom. Can I go? Yeah, go ahead. So I go. Thank God nobody else is in there, right? And I'm I'm in there doing my business. And the fucking, there was a, uh, like a narc. We called her a narc. I don't know what her job was. Her job was to go around and make sure that the kids weren't being bad kids. And she, she came into the she, she come in there, huh? She came into the men's room? She, Mrs. fucking DeFabio, she just walked right in there and looked and like, are you smoking? And I'm like, no, I'm taking a shit, you stupid cunt. Get the fuck out of here. That's exactly. I was like, I don't know. My asshole might be. I'm taking a shit. Get the fuck out of here. I don't even smoke at the time I didn't smoke, you know? So I'm like, I don't smoke. What are you doing? I'm shitting. Yeah, I would have been. I would have said, get the fuck. I don't care who you are. Get the fuck out of here. I'm taking a shit. Oh, she, about a, a year later. I was reaching over my girlfriend for some gum. She had a pack of gum. Remember, you know, Big Red. Mm-hmm. This woman, Ms. DeFabio, thought that uh, we were doing a public display of affection, and she slapped me open hand as hard as she possibly could, like full-on cock slapped on the back. Whap! Instantly took off my shirt, and my girlfriend was like, holy shit, the wealth on your back. Well, that was against the law. Within about the course of about five, six days, I got her fired. There you that go. That woman was there for over 30 years, and I got her fired for slapping me on the back. Yeah, see, I don't I don't like that shit. I don't like that shit at all. I mean, again. I, I wasn't even doing nothing wrong. I just grabbed a piece of gum from my girlfriend. This woman was out to make our school a merit school. Merit schools got more money from the fucking state. So that was her goal. Anybody with long hair that wore a Metallica shirt, she instantly thought that they made bad grades and tried to get him kicked out of school. Had she looked at my grade record and about five of my buddies who also had long hair and wore fucking Slayer shirts, looked at all of our grades, she'd have been like, oh, I should leave them alone because because our grades were up there B's and A's, you know. But judging a book by its cover, that's what they did back then, John. I couldn't stand high school. I hated it. I was. I loved it. I loved it. No, I loved I, it because I, I, I made good grades. I fucking knew all the answers. The kids in 11th and 12th grade, they liked me. I don't know why. I was somewhat, I won't say popular, but I was I was one of the cool kids. I had a great time in school. Um, I didn't want it to end. I couldn't wait to get out of high school. I could not no. wait. Anyhow. All right. Well, 
We should wrap this up, Bob. We've been yapping a long time. Yeah, you have, big mouth. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bullhorn Pod. Any questions, comments, complaints, you can call the voicemail number 856-599-8558 or email us at bullhornpod at gmail.com. Kind of sounds like the loudspeaker at the high school, doesn't it? <laughs> it kind of does, actually, yeah. All right, Bob. Well, I think we've done it all. I think we've said it all. Yes, the Lord's in this house. Oh, the Lord's in this house. Yes, the Lord's in the house. I'm a Jesus freak. Seven days a week. Worship and praise make my sinning game weak. Yes, yes. Oh, amen, church. Everybody, now let's worship and praise. Bring your Bible and a pan for some worship and praise. Late service starts at 10 with some worship and praise. Now stand up, baby. Sing it out. Rejoice in what God is about. And by the way, the secret's out. If you're gay, you can come on out. Now put your hands up to the sky. Turn to your neighbor and say hi. But don't touch COVID makes me nervous. Donuts in the courtyard after a service. And while you're out there on your search, wear a mask. Jesus merge. I want you to park that community van right in the back of the church. Hey! Oh, amen, church. Amen. Everybody, now let's worship and praise. Oh! I'm trying to come up with one for this one. Uh, there goes the neighborhood. <laughs> you can always go Sesame Street gets two black characters. There well, goes- I like the other one better. It leaves a little mystery in it. It's like it's like it's like a woman wearing a little bit of you know lingerie. It makes you wonder what's underneath, and you kind of know. Okay, it, you know. All right, I like it. Oh my god! <laughs> See, even if you don't clip this and throw it at the at the beginning, you can just leave it in at the end because oh kind of like even even after we like say all right goodbye, you can just fucking just you know leave it there. It's just pretty funny. All right, I'll do that. <laughs> there goes the neighborhood. Well, you're the one that wrote it. There goes the neighborhood. I, did, I, did I just it, said it. <laughs> I just said it, man. That's all. Well, what I wrote was Sesame Street has two black characters, Wes and Elijah. There goes the neighborhood. There goes the neighborhood. <laughs> That's it. We're just getting into it.